Hello and welcome to the Hypermotion Dubai 2021 podcast series where over the course of the year we'll discuss the latest technologies and trends steering the future of transport, logistics and mobility here in the Middle East region. But before we get to that, if you're not already aware, Hypermotion Dubai is a new exhibition and conference addressing the transformation of the transport, logistics and mobility sectors through decarbonization and Digitalization is a three-day event organized by Mr. Frankfurt Middle East and will debut from the 2nd to the 4th of November 2021 at the Dubai Exhibition Center, which of course means it will coincide with another fairly large event, Dubai Expo 2020, which really needs no introduction. Um, there's a lot to look forward to later in the year, but in the meantime, we do have an engaging and educational podcast series to introduce. And to that end, in the first episode today, we'll talk about accelerating opportunities for women in the digital age. And, and my esteemed guest today is Hoda Al-Kazami. Hoda is the director of the Center for Cybersecurity at the New York University, Abu Dhabi, otherwise known as NYUAD. She's also a research assistant professor for electrical and computer engineering at NYUAD. Hoda is the president of the Emirates Digital Association for Women. And of course, a member of the Hypermotion Dubai Advisory Board. Hoda, thank you so much for your time and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for hosting me and uh, thank you for creating this podcast series. I think it's going to be a great discourse for the globe from Dubai around uh, such a, a necessary topic today. Absolutely. And um, now let's just talk because you're an expert in cryptology uh, with a PhD in cryptanalysis from the Technical uh, University of Denmark and uh, incidentally also on uh, Arabian businesses list of the smartest hundred people in the UAE. So quite, quite impressive. I'm, I'm quite, uh, quite honored actually to be talking to you today. But um, let's just talk about your PhD in, in cryptanalysis. And I guess this is a field which is typically well, in, up until recent time has been sort of dominated by males. But um, what sort of inspired you to get into this field? So thank you, Gareth, for the question. Prior to joining, uh, taking this kind of journey for taking my PhD in cryptography and cryptanalysis, I was part of a very engaging scientific and technology team that is that, that is based here in UAE. Um, and I was lucky to work with the technology, uh, um, I mean, uh, providers in UAE and be part of that kind of glass house um, uh, initiative where you get to be involved with different teams working on different R&D initiatives. Um, most of the teams uh, are heavily involved in STEM kind of activities. And I wanted to know more and be uh, an expert uh, in the field of, uh, of security. And if you want to work with security, you definitely want to work with the uh, lowest primitive of security, that's cryptography and cryptanalysis. Um, and cryptography allows you to know uh, about the it's the science and art of knowing how to build that kind of lowest primitives that would provide a sense of confidentiality or integrity to your communication, which we know in, in for example, ciphers or hash functions and even the cryptocurrencies that is the hot topic of the day, they're mostly on these kind of uh, uh, crypto primitives. And I wanted to deal with that kind of elemental topic and elemental primitive and know how can I construct it and how can I deconstruct it and build countermeasures around it. So that's what motivated me. And uh, another, I think, fact that motivated me was that uh, my supervisor, my industrial supervisor at that time told me that it's highly uh, uh, unlikely that I will get to have a publication in this field. And it's very competitive. And unfortunately, it's out of our reach. Uh, and so I was like, okay, let me try this. Let me see what 
kind of puzzle we're dealing with. So mm. yeah, yeah, I think I fascinating. And you've said in the past that um, you, know, you love to deconstruct and reverse engineer, um, you know, break down systems and processes, which of course is what sort of cryptanalysis and cryptology is all about, building them up again. Um, I guess by nature, you're quite in inquisitive. Um, where, where does this come from? Um, I don't know. I was, I think I was very studious uh, growing up in UAE. I was raised by a very strict, uh, uh, in a very strict parent house like my grandma was very uh for a girl's education and she was always uh, making sure that we are uh on top of our mathematics so I, I grew up loving mathematics and loving physics and loving the scientific subjects uh of of, of my field uh, and that's because maybe they always provide a sense of uh, um, factual answer around uh, different topics um, and this is, I think, served me well when I got into the field of cybersecurity. So I love the programming. I love, as well, robotics. And I love the fact that you can just code and decode things and get to the heart of, of, of theory and in a practical way. So you can, even if you theorize uh, specific fields and specific information, uh, similar to, for example, how can we build a secure component, you can actually um, you know, build it in reality if you correct tool and show people how can you build it in hardware and software. Mm. So it served me very well, that kind of investigative uh, tool that I had in my life. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, March the 8th is International Women's Day, as you're probably aware. Um, as an Emirati woman, how proud are you of the UAE in terms of the developments the country has made in, in empowering women, uh, women, in particular, let's say in the last few years, as, as we we sort of, as a digital world becomes ever more pervasive. Yeah, I think every country around the world, including UAE, has their own stance in terms of empowering women. And in UAE, uh, when I look at through the international examples, I think we are very, very lucky because it's an indigenous support of women without us realizing that we're beating the odds and beating the statistics and data. I uh, I was lucky enough to get into scholarship programs provided for, uh, by the country of UAE, both in my master's degree and in my PhD degree, to study um, in France and in, in Denmark. And uh, within my, my uh, very short time of being in that kind of Western European educational system, I realized that women are a minority in the STEM field. It was not the case when I was here in UAE. I studied in UAE University. And uh, for us in UAE universities, uh, university in my discipline, when I was studying uh, uh, information security, we were a majority, uh, not a minority. Right? Yes, and I could generalize this specifically that the, the number of women studying STEM in UAE would vary from 40 to 60 percent. And mm -hmm. uh, they actually lead uh, teams uh, and technical and technological uh, kind of uh, initiatives across board mm -hmm. in UAE. One of them, I would say, the space program of UAE that has been taken the spotlight uh, last month, and you could know, or you could see that 30%, at least 30% of their uh, technical team uh, are women, um, and we see as well uh, mm. uh, like a, a different level of statistics when it comes to the representation of women in the federal government, where we have mm. almost as uh, above today, above 30% of the federal cabinet are women, and all, uh, we have um, 
Uh, we are lucky to have also this 50% uh, mandate from the president of UAE for women to, to be uh, uh, to have seats in the uh, in the federal council of, of of UAE or the national federal council of UAE. Among all of these examples, we could still see women thriving, and we still try to. Um, you know, do our due diligence in making sure that we uh, leverage platforms and leverage opportunities for women across board. Um, mm -hmm. I would say there is nothing definitive in terms of what you can do to improve communities. We always try to beat the status quo and we always try to improve uh, whatever we have for women across board. Yeah, I guess there's, there's always room, isn't there? And it's quite impressive that you mentioned that between 40 and 60% in the UAE uh, in the STEM fields is, is actually women studying. Um, quite quite, quite interesting. And of course, as you mentioned before, uh, STEM, science, um, technology, engineering, and mathematics, it's, it's a very competitive field. But what would, what would your advice be to, to other women seeking careers in, in the STEM fields? I would, I would always um, advise them not to be discouraged by the, the statistics, by the challenge and by the data, and to always uh, embrace these challenges and uh, seek contribution. Uh, I mean, one of the motivators for me to be within this field is to contribute always, to, to contribute with, on a, a community perspective and before uh, being a contributor as well on an academic or in a uh, professional capacity uh, within the community and I think this is the power of women in the community or women within any sector when they do come into play they don't think just from their own uh, this is based on of course I'm very subjective and biased and this is based on my personal experience I think they always seek to improve the ecosystem around them and not to just leverage uh, a specific personal individual individualistic gain um, and I would always uh, advise them to push through that challenge, push through that barrier, and not to be discouraged by the statistics on board. Don't be discouraged by the fact that most of people will tell you you would need a champion and you would need a sponsor and you'd need a mentor to make it out there in the world. And I would say, yes, these tools might be uh, supportive for you, but they are not going to make or break the whole situation if you don't have them on the ground. Just push through and hopefully, uh, build communities and, and uh, leverage those communities. Uh, mm. The power, say, in today's world, it's within the community that you build and the impact circle that you build around. Yeah, I, I guess mentoring is, is quite an important aspect of that. And of course, you are the president of the Emirates Digital Association for Women. So um, if you could just tell us about this association's role uh, in increasing opportunities for women in the digital age. We created this association uh, here in UAE because we wanted to be in control of the data and statistics about women that are that is disseminated out there in the world. Uh, because I think there is a misconception that the number of women are not really within specific, um, you know, break even kind of categories here in the Middle East and, and in generality, which is not the case. Uh, as as a woman community, we have another community, which is women in computing, for example, which won the number one uh, largest uh, woman in computing community in the world, and it has been established here in in, uh, in the MENA region. Uh, and we do have other communities that represent the largest women communities in the world besides our community. I told you about our stats, which is beating, uh, you know, 50%, uh, which is something that yeah. you can't see around the world so we yep. established 
community under the patronage of the community development uh, uh, ministry here in UAE uh, as a non-for-profit organization and the the merit of this organization, IDAO, is the ability, Emirates Digital Association for Women, uh, the ability to have a platform for clustering opportunities for women. And these opportunities are not only opportunities, we try to create and we try to do our best and due diligence and making sure they're added value opportunities and they're at the same time uh, will give them, for example, mentorship uh, advantages or will create um, different possibilities for them to create their own initiatives. One of the initiatives that has been created by the women in, in, in this community is the Digital Child Program, which is a program that has been launched across all schools in UAE um, uh, four years ago, almost four years ago. And it, it's meant to teach children at the age of, uh, of, of seven, to, uh, 7 to 12 or 7 to 13 uh, skills that they would need for programming, for engineering, and for robotics. And out of this uh, kind of program, we had spin-off of all many programs with the Future Foundation UAE, with different as well elements in UAE, um, uh, parts of UAE that, uh, that, that were fruitful in introducing uh, changes in the curriculums of, of UAE, um, I would say, educational ecosystem and um, including programming and uh, robotics and other kind of engineering disciplines as part of the uh, curriculum. We also collaborated with Sunduq al-Watan and Sunduq al-Watan is one of the biggest national funding programs, uh, non-for-profit funding programs that funds uh, uh, pioneering educational opportunities here in UAE. Uh, and we co uh, we are co-organizing, co-helping them with establishing their digital uh, platform. For example, they have a, a program called Mohibitna, which means our talent in the local language, which uh, is aspiring to get kids uh, at an early stage and then uh, give them this kind of pioneering skills and either cryptography. So we taught kids how to build hardware and software cryptographic cipher tools. Uh, and there were at the, uh, and there were kids ranging from the age of 10 years old to 14 years old. Uh, mm. And people around the world, we had experts coming and saying it's impossible for them to learn this, to learn how to program C in like three months at this age is something that they mm. would not able to comprehend or achieve but these kids achieve that and they learned as well how to program a vhdl which is a hardware language and just push it into into the hardware itself and wow. uh, yeah and so, so, so obviously yeah i mean there's i guess there's a lot of initiatives that the, the association is involved with it sounds um, very very uh, very busy but and of course you're also the middle east strategy director for women in ai um, that you wanted to talk about. Um, give us an overview of this of this um, community. Yeah, Gareth. Once more, it's about the impact and what you do for the community. Women yeah. in AI is is as a community of uh, global uh, impact. We have around. Uh, we started with 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 a cluster of three thousand to five thousand women around the world. They're the engineers. They're the juniors and the seniors. They're the entrepreneurs, the academics, the women in business or women in government and AI around the world. And we wanted to connect all of these uh, mindsets together and encourage a discourse, encourage an opportunity build. Uh, we have uh, different series for boot camps, entrepreneurial platforms, and uh, more than that as well for, for kids and for people who are coming from 
senior uh, positions as well uh, around the world. Um, so uh, again, it's a cluster of opportunities, not only for women, but for also the community around the world. And I would encourage you to join us as well here on the platform because we do have a community in UAE for women in AI. And I would encourage everyone to just talk, get in touch on our pages uh, for getting proper prospects about uh, this, um, this community. Absolutely. And, and what would, um, where do we need to go to find out more about uh, women in AI? Uh, we're mostly in LinkedIn, so you can get uh, that information on LinkedIn. And if you have any information that you need and uh, you need a quicker response, I'm also on LinkedIn and you can get, like, just shoot me a message and uh, we'll get connected and take it from there. Great stuff. Now, um, just quickly on Hypermotion Dubai, you, of course, sit on the boards uh, for Hypermotion Dubai. Um, now, in addition to crypto analysis and cryptology, you also specialize in, in cybersecurity, of course. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to mobility, what is the importance of Hypermotion Dubai um, in your view when it comes to understanding the cybersecurity cyber implications around mobility? The role that Hypermotion is playing in UAE is critical because it is that platform that connects um, people coming from industry, academia, uh, from government together on a, such an essential and critical discourse at the moment, uh, which is around mobility. And we're not only talking about autonomous cars or about uh, um, aviation or about like uh, logistics issues, but we're talking about every aspect of mobility that could be endangered on the endangered on the long run. And we're not analyzing the landscape of threats or the landscape. Um, of opportunities that we can create. So uh, thankfully for uh, for us in Dubai here in the Middle East, uh, that we have this platform being created to encourage this discourse. And from my own perspective, we have also raised funding through the Center for Cybersecurity in NYU Abu Dhabi, where I do my research on cryptology and I do my research on cybersecurity to do um, to do cybersecurity research on aviation and to do also cybersecurity research on autonomous car security, which is something that we kicked off uh, uh, a year and a half ago with uh, with a road uh, and uh, a road authority in Dubai, and they've done a great job in, in building a discourse around it. Uh, so to have this kind of continuous platform as um, uh, that you're building is very critical and very important because I think it would um, alleviate the work that we're doing and build collaborative bridges uh, across the globe uh, on critical issues. Mm. Hojo, we could probably talk for hours um, on, on this, on this various, on these subject matters, and of course, I think we'll have to get you back on the show a little bit later on to talk about other the things that we've covered today in more detail. Um, but until then, I'd really like to thank you for your time. Um, it's been a fascinating discussion, and um, yeah, we definitely look forward to having you on uh, in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you for you and for the team for organizing this, and all the best with the rest of the uh, broadcast series. All the best. So that's it. Thanks to everyone for listening today. And if you'd like to hear more or subscribe to the Hypermotion Dubai podcast series, you can go to our website at hypermotiondubai.com or, of course, follow us on social media. We're present on all the four big names, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook at HypermotionDXB. We have an exciting program of podcasts scheduled over the weeks and months ahead. So do stay tuned. Until next time, it's over and out.